Hello, and welcome to Emo Story. My name is Joe Enos, and this is a weekly podcast where I cover different topics and tell you stories from my own life. I'm a gay man, an immigrant from the Azores Islands, a brother to seven siblings, a healthcare worker, and sometimes just a guy with a microphone ranting. Thank you for listening, and this is a Mo Story. This week, I'm coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I crossed the state line. I'm here to celebrate my birthday. Well, re-celebrate my birthday, if you will. My birthday was in March, but my friend Jay purchased tickets to see the musical Six for my birthday, and he didn't buy just any seats. He bought orchestra seats. So that's why I'm in Portland. It's the weekend that we're going to go see Six. So this episode will be titled Episode Number 7, Six. What is the musical Six, you ask? Well, take a listen to them here at the Tonys.
The musical was written by Tony Marlowe and Lucy Moss and opened in 2017 in Edinburgh at the music festival Friends. Then in January 2019, it opened on the West End of London for its Broadway premiere. Scheduled to open in New York in March of 2020, but due to the pandemic was put on hiatus until October 3rd of 2021. The musical Six is about the six queens of Henry VIII who introduce themselves by performing pop songs like a pop concert and explaining that they are competing in a contest to see who will lead the band based off of how horrible they were treated by being a wife of Henry VIII. Let's introduce the six wives in order of marriage. Catherine of Aragon, Anne Boleyn, Jane Seymour, Anne of Cleves, Catherine Howard, and Catherine Parr. If you're not familiar with British history, Henry V111 is famous for breaking from the Catholic Church and creating the Church of England. The Church of England states that only the king or queen is the highest level and answers only to God and no one else. To this day, that is still the case. And this is why during a coronation, the king is anointed and not elected. Henry sought a divorce from Catherine of Aragon through the Catholic Church, but was not granted it due to the fact that they had consummated their marriage. But Henry believed that through Leviticus in the Bible, that he had been plagued or sinned by laying down with his brother's wife, and thus he would never have a male heir. He also had fallen in love with one of Catherine's ladies-in-waiting, Anne Boleyn. Upon the creation of the Church of England, he dismissed Catherine and married Anne Boleyn and was excommunicated by the Catholic Church. Anne Boleyn gave him a daughter, but never a son, and he became tired of her and created stories stating that she had committed treason against him and adultery. She was sent to the Tower of London to wait for her punishment. During her time in the Tower, Henry had sent different ministers to speak with her and to gain a confession at the will of the king's mercy. By confessing, the king would be light on her, and so she falsely confessed to the crimes against her. She was thus found guilty and sent to be beheaded for the crimes that she had committed. Her only request was that the king send for a marksman who had a great experience from France at cutting off one's head at one swoop. And the king agreed and sent for the marksman. Anne's family was so involved in the politics of the court that her brother and her father were also executed at the same time. Henry then fell in love with and married Jane Seymour, one of Anne's ladies-in-waiting. Quickly, Jane became pregnant and gave the king the male heir he needed. Unfortunately, within three days of her childbirth, she died from an infection. In these days, 50% of all women died from childbirth. The king, brokenhearted, waited many years before even considering a new bride. It was deemed by his ministers that he should seek a new bride and be remarried. Also, it would secure alliances with other countries. Henry then commissioned his portraitist, Hans Holbein, to go to France and Germany and take portraits of the three available women he was considering. Of the portraits that Hans Holbein created, Henry selected Anne of Cleves. He and Anne met only upon her arrival to England, and quickly he believed that she had tricked him and that the picture of her was not truly her. They were married and divorced within two weeks. For her willingness to accept the divorce and the grace she exhibited, Henry gave her the title of Queen Dowager he had given her also a palace in Richmond, which was once Anne Boleyn's family's palace, and more money than she knew what to do with, and she was free to live her life as she wanted without a man or anyone to tell her what to do. Now single again, he started looking at court and he met 
Catherine Parr. Catherine Parr was known for being very beautiful and also very easy amongst the men. Henry didn't care and married her. Quickly after the marriage, he grew tired of her and summoned his ministers to find a way to get rid of her and to commit her to treason or to adultery. She had been friends with a gentleman in court and they got both of them to confess. She was sent to the Tower of London and awaited her fate. Her verdict was to be beheaded. Catherine, being a woman who cared about appearances, requested that the guillotine be brought up to the tower so that she could practice laying her head down before beheading. Henry, now much older, sicker, and unable to move as he used to, very much overweight, diabetic, and had ulcers that would not close, met a nice woman at court who was named Catherine Parr. Catherine Parr had been married twice. She was known as a feminist, had published scriptures under her own name, and had a woman paint her picture. It is said that when her husband died, he told her to fuck off as he knew that she was already engaging with the king. Unfortunately, she had also fallen in love with another man, but when Henry called for her to come marry, she didn't have a choice or else she would have been killed herself for refusing the king. Henry liked Catherine Parr because she could debate with him, and she challenged him. Unfortunately for her, her debates oftentimes went a little too far, and when he would speak to his ministers, they explained to him that that was an act of treason. And so Henry gave the order to send her to the tower and have her beheaded. As the marksman was delivering the letter to her, he dropped the proclamation, and one of her ladies-in-waiting found it and delivered it to her prior to him. She then realized this and went to Henry and apologized, and Henry never charged her. She was with Henry until he died. She was the final wife. After Henry's death, she reunited with the man that she had fallen in love with prior, had a baby, and died right after childbirth. Henry had three children with six wives. Mary, from Catherine of Aragon, Elizabeth, from Anne Boleyn, and Edward, from Jane Seymour. During this medieval period, the male heirs obtained the crown first, so Edward went first, followed by Mary, followed by Elizabeth. Elizabeth was known as the last Tudor queen. Scholars believe that the nursery rhyme, London Bridges Falling Down, is actually about Anne Boleyn. London Bridges Falling Down, London Bridges Falling Down, London Bridges Falling Down, My Fair Lady, as to imply that Anne was wrongfully charged, and that is why the London Bridges were falling down. Okay, now that you're caught up, let's talk about the play. The play introduces each one of the wives as they sing in the competition. Catherine of Argonne starts out first with No Way, followed by Anne Boleyn with Don't Lose Your Head, followed by Jane Seymour with Heart of Stone, and then the whole cast does House of Holbein, followed by Anne of Cleves' Get Down, Catherine Howard, All You Wanna Do, and finally Catherine Parr with I Don't Need Your Love. And then the full company comes together and sings six as a revised version of the original six that they perform at the very beginning of the show. The revised six tells what they believe would have happened had they been able to have control over their lives. So Jay had introduced me to this play back in 2020, and we had listened to the original West End cast performance. Let me just say that West End cast performance is outstanding. They hit every note, every emphasis. They understand the lyrics. It's just amazing. Later then, we were able to listen to the New York cast, which 
sadly did not meet up to the original cast. They oftentimes didn't seem like they understood what they were even saying or the point of the words and would miss emphasis on different, on important parts of the songs to express emotion. Jay had seen the full show from the New York cast online and I chose not to. So when we went yesterday, it was a surprise to me. Now, historically, touring casts are usually not the best. They're adequate, but usually not as good as the Broadway cast. This was the complete opposite. This cast was amazing. Amazing for a touring cast and way better than New York. I would still state that the West End original cast was the best, but these girls performed, danced, and sang the songs amazingly. The show was an hour and 20 minutes long with no intermission, and they rock you the whole time. The costuming is modern, and the stage is also a digital modern stage, all of which work in this production. I personally would like to see a different production where they spend more time with each individual wife and break it down a little bit more and have a little bit more of a set or an individual scene that this, they sing their songs to. Some years ago, I had been given some crowns as a birthday present, and so Jay and I both wore our crowns, which people commented on it. It was kind of cute. At the end of the show, we went and got souvenirs from the show. I purchased a shirt that says, Sorry Not Sorry from the Anne Boleyn song, a little crown keychain, and a fan that says, Queen, please. This cast will continue to tour for 32 more shows, which will end next year on May 26th of 2024 in Ottawa, Canada. If you're interested in seeing if they'll be coming to your city and buying tickets, Go to sixonbroadway.com to learn more about the cities they'll be visiting. I definitely recommend that you see it. It's a great show. It's not super long. The music is very, very catchy and addictive, and you'll have a really good time, and you'll enjoy the story behind it. Now, while in Portland, Jay and I were discussing different things about people online, people who have subscribed on their Instagram, OnlyFans, people with podcasts, people who are thirsty. And from that discussion, I felt it was time that I explain why I have a podcast Originally, my idea for a podcast was going to be Jay and I just talking about different things in our lives and about being gay men. It was going to be called Two Fags of the Microphone. But Jay had decided that due to a promotion at work, he was too busy to do it, and so I left it where it was. Going back and forth myself on whether or not I'd have the time or even know how to put together a podcast, I waited and didn't do anything about it. Until finally, I decided that I was going to write down some stories about my family and my life in hopes that maybe one day I could get it published more for myself and not for anyone else. This led me back to thinking about a podcast. I had started doing some very opinionated Instagram posts and had received very complimentary responses, and that led me to believe that it was time to start this podcast. I know everyone has a podcast, and lots of them are just basic and not any good, and mine might be that way too. I will let you know that I do enjoy doing it, I enjoy looking and seeing that people are actually listening. I enjoy the fact that people tell me that they enjoy it. And I love hearing myself back. I was a person who hated my voice for many, many years and now find listening to myself actually very enjoyable. Like I've always stated, I'm a mo who tells stories, but I'm also a person who is very engaged in lots of different subject matters, as well as I like to talk. And this is the best forum for me. I'm not trying to be famous. I'm not trying to get notoriety. And I'm not thirsty. I just enjoy talking and telling stories. And I enjoy that people like to listen. 
And right now, not many are listening, but I don't care. The 22 people every week that listen, I will continue to do a podcast for them. So thank you to all of you who have listened, who do listen. I truly appreciate it. On the next episode, I will be discussing a topic I've never discussed out loud. It is a very difficult subject matter for me to discuss, but shockingly, I look forward to discussing it honestly and being able to get it out. And it has been one of my most anticipated shows that I've wanted to do. It will be titled July 31st, 1988. I hope that you enjoyed this week. This is a Mo story. I look forward to hearing from you. Subscribe, reply, leave some feedback, and thank you again for listening to a Mo story. And until next week.